Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan presents Football at Four. Here's The Drive. Jackson, my guy KJ. Gorgeous day. The whole week is supposed to be spectacular. You have two more chances right now to go to training camp tomorrow and Thursday. Oh, there's part of me that wonders, will they open up at least one of the days or the day when the Rams are here Hmm. so the fans can see that joint practice, which is... I mean, I get it. They didn't put it on their original schedule. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I you saw that... what happened last year when the Rams had a joint practice. You remember that? That incident that made... With Aaron Donald. Yeah, double helmet. Yeah, that was wild. So, you can do things on a football field that are fine. But if you were to walk out on the street and do it, you'd be in jail for like five years. That's why we love the sport. I mean, I'm I'm putting the onus on the Bengals, though, man, because the Bengals, they got in another fight this year in their joint practice. At some point, we got to hold them accountable. KJ, was anybody (laughs) taking off multiple helmets and swinging on fools' heads? No. Because that's what Aaron Donald was doing. In the real world, that's called assault. I mean, if, if it's too... Fat dudes just pushing each other in the middle of the field. I mean, I'm, you know, slapping each other with taped up hands. and You know what I'm saying, Nate? Like, who cares? The joint practices, man, they get spicy. Well, last year with Dallas, with the Broncos, was was outstanding. Yeah, that was a good fight there. That was a couple fights. Couple? Yeah. So you had the Broncos defense going against the Cowboys offense, and it was Armageddon. I mean, it, it, it was so, like, wild that you really thought maybe they're going to stop this joint practice. Meanwhile, on the other side of the field, Russell Wilson went around and shook everybody's hand before they before the first snap. Hey, guys, Russell Wilson. Nice to meet you. Russell Wilson. <laughs> Hi, Russell. Russell. I'm Russell. I mean, he, he might as well put out some cookies and some coffee. No, but also, you remember that he had his best practice ever, right? The offense right. finally got clicking. So That's we, right. Oh, we have to pump the brakes on what we see at these things, at these practices. I, I, I Back when I played, we played against the Cowboys in, in some joint practices and had a had a brawl. Flozell Adams pulled off Nate Webster's helmet and was... Nate Webster. Yeah, was swinging that thing around. Um, Were you there with... Um, um, Terrell Owens. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was there. He was like selling towels and stuff. He had, what do you mean? He had a product line that he was selling. I don't remember because that. Because they were on Hard Knocks. Yeah. So Hard Knocks came to Denver, and uh, he was trying to promote some sort of towel. Uh, I played with Terrell while well, I was on the team, you know, the training camp roster with Terrell Owens in 2002 and Who 2003. happens to be up in Boulder this week. Yeah, We're yeah. Working Prime. He told me, I, I never, I'll never forget this. It was 2002. I was on the 49ers. It was my childhood team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're, I'm in the receiver room with him and J.J. Stokes, who I'd been watching as a fan a couple of years earlier. Amazing, just and, right uh, there. And there, there we were in the lunchroom after practice one time, and it just ended up being me and T.O. Everyone had left, and he, we were sitting there talking. And he's like, man, this, this football stuff, it's for the birds. I'm a basketball player. And he made a run at being a basketball. He really thought of himself as a basketball player. I'm sure on the vast majority of courts he was on in his life, he was the best player out there. Yeah. He but just, then he tried to do some NBA Summer League type of stuff. It just wasn't the same. It's just a different world. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the skill level of those guys. But I, I am positive 
in in the most runs, um, T.O. did just fine. Is he a top five wide receiver all time? Oh, my God. Statistically, he is. And I think he is. Who else you got up there? Jerry, of course. He's number one. But, by the way, I just saw Tyreek Hill did this, his top five of all time. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rice is not in it. He, that's got to be an oversight. Antonio. No, he actually explained like he why. why he didn't have Jerry like, Rice there? Yeah. I don't think it made a lot of sense. But he's got Antonio Brown in there and Torrey Holt. Yeah, that's a weird. Yeah, but I think it's Jerry Rice. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, um, Calvin Johnson. Okay. I think it's Randy Moss. Okay. I think it's T.O. I'm not arguing. And then the number five, I'm I'm not really sure about. What about a modern guy? I mean, who who of this crew right now could you see projectably uh, projecting to that level? Well, Justin Jefferson's on pace, and you can put him there. Well, you can't put him there until he has a body of work. Nah, you can project him there. I project he's a projectable top five of all time. I mean, the, talent, the, the group of receivers right now, Nate, is it's it is insane. In the NFL? Oh, my God. You look at Jamar Chase and Devontae Adams yep. and Garrett Wilson with the Jets. I mean, it's... Garrett Wilson? Why are you putting him there already? Oh, my gosh. What did he do last year? He is a freak. I think Judy's going to be up there, too. I really do. What? I do, I do, I do, I do. I do, I do, I do. I do, I do, I do. What is it about Jerry Judy's game that you think could put him there? He gets open. He gets. The guy just gets open. He just gets open. He is open so much. He creates so much separation. Um, It's just, it's awesome to watch. You just can't be dropping the ball like he he did the other day. Isn't that kind of part of it, too, though? It is. It has been. You know, at, at a camp, man, it's like, here comes the drop, which he has. But Here then, comes the drop. And then almost immediately, there's a great play by him. Yeah. To be fair, T.O. was that way. Was T.O. did not have great hands. Like, he's not a natural ball catcher. He's just physically so superior to everyone. If someone tried to get in his face and jam him, he would literally just do the crane. He would just move him out of the way and run his route. Uh, he was so dynamic with the ball in his hand, you didn't want to catch the, or try to tackle the guy. Um, but his hands, he would he would body catch it a lot. He wouldn't high point it very well. So some guys aren't that good with their hands. But Jerry Judy, oh incredible foot and, and lower body mechanics, really bad catch mechanics. That ball that he dropped, he didn't even – like he turned his – the ball head was like a, a couple feet away from his hands, and he turns his head away. He's already looking up the field. He doesn't like contact. Not a lot of guys do, but some right. receivers appreciate it more than others. Jerry Judy doesn't want to get hit. And so you can see that in his catch mechanics sometimes are compromised by the moment of contact that is, that's awaiting him. Well, this is pretty good news then because, well, is this a correctable thing or not? <sighs> it's hard, man, to make yourself really? a better catcher when you're you know, 25 feels, years old. It feels like that's easily correctable. Um, in my experience, you can either catch or you can't. And, and these habits are developed very early. As, as a young athlete, you know, as a young pass catcher. Either you have smooth ha- hands and, and catch So where are you with Jerry Judy then, overall? Yeah, I think he'll always be kind of a number two receiver. That's how I feel about Jerry Judy. Because of because of the the catch issues, because of probably some durability issues with his body, because, you know, you're not always going to get wide open, D-Mac. Sometimes the DB is going to guess right. He's going to be in your hip. Are you going to be able to make those tough contested catches? Are you going to be a guy in the red zone that you're going to go to on, on those fades, you know, for those 50-50 balls? He's not. He's not going to be those guys, that guy. You don't see him making the tough in traffic catch, you know, game in and game out. That's not his game. He gets wide open. He gets that wide is, open. But that's, you can't do that every play. 
You need the you need the, the the dirty work as well. And also, I'll go take it a step further. What about Jerry Judy blocking? I don't know if you noticed this in the game, but they did a lot of inserting the wide receiver in the middle of the line and having him block linebackers and safeties that are down in the box. Can Jerry Judy do that? What do you see? I see that he he hasn't committed himself to that. Mm. So if you are, are a team that wants to emphasize running the football and play action pass and keeper game, you have to have wide receivers who are, are ready and willing to block. 90 catches, 1,100 yards, 8 touchdowns. 90 catches, I don't think. Um, I see him more in the 60 or 70 range. And uh, over 1,000 yards, I think he can do that. Seven or eight touchdowns. But that's not a number one receiver type of numbers. I mean, Justin Jefferson's probably trying to get 2,000 yards, you know. Uh, Tyree Hill, he says he's going to get 2,000 yards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I see Jerry as having some limitations in that regard. I want to get to what you said about Russ needing an edge. As I think about the multiple Russells out there. Which Russ that we like and which Russ that we don't like. But Russ, edgy Russ. Edgy Russ. Is is there an edgy Russ? Could there be an edgy Russ? Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> well, you got to say it, angry. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's got an edge. <laughs> we'll get to that coming up. Um, our analysis of training camp 2023 is brought to you by Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. This is the drive on the fence. When you hear rock and roll, do you what do you do you think about drumming? What is always, yeah, always rhythm first. Yeah, rhythm man, always cult of personality. Who are these living guys? Living color, living color. That's right, that's yeah. right. British guys, because they spell color with a U, O U. Can't be Canadian. They don't do that. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. What do you want to bet? Neighborhood. Uh, Check about, it out. About twenty dollars. About twenty dollars. About twenty dollars. Yeah. In fact, um, what did Pat Bowen had something in Canadian? What was it? God, I could have sworn he had an O-U-R on something because he was Canadian. Flavor. Something like that. Color. It was up on the, it was up on the building, and then they redid the whole building. Oh, they actually put it up? Yeah. It was like... Oh, was he doing the, was he doing the lettering up in, there? In honor of him, they spelled it in Canadian. They did say he wore a lot of hats there. Tooks. Not to be picky. It's uh, Nate Jackson, my guy. Edge with Russell Wilson. We're going to have James Merrillat on with us in about a half hour. And I think I might have to make an admission to James that it's not painful because I love James, but he's going to love it. I don't think you're going to like it. KJ may love it. But, um, you know, stick around for a half hour and we'll we'll see how that goes. But when you see Edge for Russell Wilson, he needs more of that. What exactly are you talking about? And is that something that can actually be, you know, can can he... can he obtain that somehow? Yeah, I, I don't know if he can obtain it because he's he's so polished. He is like a politician. You know, he answers questions the way he wants, and he's so controlled when it comes to that. You know, he I, I've heard you critique his his question answering style, and that he just starts talking. Oh, I think he gets lost. Yeah. yeah, I think he forgets what the question is. And I want him to remember what the question is and look in the eye of the person who asked it and give him something. He does good looking. He's, he's good with eye contact. I guess that's not what I mean. Okay, I don't. Uh, but I think he just gets lost. He gets lost in my eyes. Can't blame him for that. He then gets very listy. Once mm. he starts a list, he yep. is going to finish that list. I know a lot of this is about how he was taught by his old mentor, the guy who passed away, and it was about not letting negative thoughts in That's and right. always neutral, it's, it's neutral thinking Forever. and positivity and things yes. like that. Yes. But the, but what you got to remember is nobody else in the locker room has taken that sort of course. 
and and you are you're a team, mm-hmm. right? You're a leader of the team, but you're not the only leader. I've never been in a locker room where I was like, "Where is my quarterback? I need some words of inspiration from you, man. I'm having a hard time. Can you can you sit me down and tell me what the objective is here? Who are your most significant quarterbacks you played with? Jay Plummer, yeah. Love Jake. Saw Jake the other. Did you see Jake the other day? He came by our show, dude. Stopped by the players. Club. What is going on with Jake? Is he is he applying for the FBI or something? He's all what? cleaned up. Oh, his yeah, he hair, cut his, hair. Yeah. his beard. I mean, yeah. what happened? So that's what he used to look like when he played I, here. I know, but it's been a minute. He looked yeah, good. He grew his hair out. And, you know, he was living in the mountains for a while, but you know, Jake's the best. Hair, hair gets long. You cut it. No, I played with Jake Plummer. I played with Jay Cutler. Oof. Um, I played with uh, Jeff Garcia in San Francisco. Okay. Um, maybe one of the top five 49ers quarterbacks of all time. <laughs> well, he had, a, he had a good run. Let's go. We would go with Joe Montana. Two would be Brock Purdy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I did hear, um, I think Kyle So you hold on. You had Jake. Cutler, yep. Garcia. Yep. Yep. Give me one or two others. Well, in the professional ranks? Yeah. J.P. Lossman on the Las Vegas Locomotives? Okay. I don't know, but that was only for a couple weeks. So those were the starters that I played Who with. was your guy in Cleveland when you were there for a week? Oh, it was um, Brady Quinn was there. Oh, Brady's a great guy. Yeah. Brady's a great guy. Yeah. The reason why I'm asking you to list some guys, I want to see some examples of Edge. Like, oh. what, what, what are you talking about when you say Edge yeah. with any of these dudes? Authenticity, man. Authenticity to your personality. You're on a team. The team is full of men. These men all have their own dreams and their own tracks and their own journeys they're on. You don't need an inspirational speech from your quarterback. I'm sorry. People Plummer, would act- Plummer was a pretty positive dude, wasn't he? Of course, but he was also a human being. Like, he was, mm. you know, he, he would let his hair down, you know, have us over for a beer. Do you, do you think anybody's ever had a beer with, with uh, Russell? I think there's been times at restaurants where there's been dinners. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> There's been dinners. Um, you know what I'm talking about, man. I know because you, you know because like. you know Peyton cracked some 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 brewskis with his broskies. I got you. I mean, you know Tom Brady. I'm sure did. I'm sure Joe did. Burrow would. Uh, no doubt Patrick about Mahomes it. probably would. We already know that's true. So so is it important enough for you to step outside of your comfort zone to connect with your friends, or are you gonna just stay in your bubble? Well, how is Cutler? Yeah, that's why it didn't work out. Yeah. Now, I'm not okay. saying he didn't have a beer, uh, brewski with his broskis. No. Because I've had a couple of brewskis with Jay. Was he a broski while you were having a brewski? More of a broski with brewskis than not. That's actually the best way to get to Jay was in a, was in, you know, when he could in let a, his hair down a little bit. In a brewski, broski sort of way. Right. Yeah. Jay grew up in a pretty, you know, cloistered environment. He grew up in Santa Claus, Indiana. He did. Right? So he was not very well socialized, in my opinion. And he got here and, you know, it was a difficult position that he was in because he was taking over or at least about to take over for a dude who was the leader in the locker room and just took us to the AFC Championship Yeah, game. Mike put him in a bad spot. Mike's, yeah, he did. Mike has admitted that over the years. Before. Absolutely. You know, this has been well-tread. Yep. So, so Jay was in a tough spot, um, probably a little shy, probably a little socially awkward. So I understand that. But at the same time, you, you, it's, it's important to be yourself. But if someone thinks you're putting on an act, that can rub some people wrong in the locker room. I'm not saying that's happening there because, by all accounts, people do like Russell, and, you know, he works hard, he's a good teammate and all that stuff. I'm just saying, how do you make, like, a good team great? You know, how do you bring a group of guys together and make them special with limited opportunities to do so? The CBA doesn't allow you to practice that much. You know, you have to somehow keep pace with teams like the Chiefs who – are light years ahead of you. You know, and when you th- talk about Sean Payton improving this team, yeah, they're going to improve, but guess who else is going to improve? The world champion. They're trying to get better too, right? So how do you catch up with a team that has 
tens of thousands of reps ahead of you, have, has the camaraderie ahead of you, has the system ahead of you. How do you keep pace with that? Every little bit counts, and so you have to find a way to come together as a team. Do you think a quarterback should make guys feel at least a little uh, on edge to have an edge? Like, you need to be watching your P's and Q's. Yes. got to be on, on time, on target, that sort of thing. A little tension is good. In a that little tension. Well, even a good, a medium amount. I mean, How did Cutler exhibit a little tension? Jay was not that, you know, he didn't... He didn't care. He didn't really blossom as a leader right. while he was here. He didn't have those skills. You know, it was over for him within three or four years. What about years Garcia? Here. Yeah, he was a really good leader. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Guys really liked Jeff Garcia. Um, wasn't the most physically gifted quarterback, but he's a dude mm-hmm. who just laid it on the line. Like, he would get rocked. He would take off running and just get absolutely annihilated, pop up and be like, let's go, you know, pulling grass out of his face mask. And Russell does that too, by the way. He does. Russell lays it on the line. I'm not saying Russell doesn't. I think his players, I think his teammates respect who he is on the field and the, what he brings to work. Well, I got a big admission for, for James Marilad. He'll be here in about, you know, 20 minutes. We'll get to that. Uh, hot take Tuesday. What, what, do, what do you got to get off your chest? Uh, where Where's everybody's vibe at? I haven't even asked you about the game really on Friday. Yeah. You know, we should really kind of go through that too to sort of uh, put an end to whatever that was. And we'll hear more from Sean Payton as well. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by Great Range Premium Bison. It's the drive on the fan. It's Training Camp 2023. Great Range Premium Bison presents the drive. <laughs> Tuesday, presented by Pop Murphy's. Order your pizza for pickup today. Totally agree with Nate on the RamosLaw.com text line. Russ needs an edge. I really don't enjoy listening to him. It's the same fluff every time. Okay. So, what would you call that, Russ? Podium Russ? (laughs) Sure. Okay. Podium Russ is tough. Podium Russ is tough. It's, um, he doesn't really say anything. It doesn't come off very genuine. I could do without Podium Russ. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Fair? Yeah. But it's kind of easy just to put Podium Russ in a box and not worry about it. Because mm. who cares? Seriously. We, we, does it really matter what Russ has to say week to week, you know, after games? I mean, does it really matter that much? It doesn't if you're a player because uh, the players aren't listening to these interviews. I don't know if it matters if you're a fan either. I think some people might take obje- objection who, who to Who does it, it matter to? I, to, I, to you, to me? No, actually, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care about Podium Russ. I get it. Trust me, I stand there because you never know. And my, my, my eyes are glazing over. And, you know, it's it's it doesn't even feel like worth it to ask any kind of question. People do because you just kind of never know. But I'm, I'm fine, you know, putting Podium Russ to the side. I don't care about Podium Russ. That doesn't influence what I think about him. Okay. I can do, I can put him, to, can Can you? Can you separate, uh, yeah. there's a lot of things you don't like about Podium Russ. There's a lot, a lot of things a lot of people don't like about Podium Russ. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough discussion to have because, because he has a brand. He has an image to uphold. He has, all these different business angles. He has, you know, he's involved in the community. He has charities. He has. Oh. Um, okay. he, he's a man of God. 
he wears that on his sleeve. We talked earlier about the the pub, the publicity he gives his family. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the the announcement of the pregnancy was a, a, a big thing. I mean, there's a lot of so there's there's not a single element to his life that isn't part of that brand. And so when that becomes your reality, you step up to the podium and you have to embody that. So everything you say is a calculation of the sum of all these parts. Here's, I think, been my problem with Russ. KJ, I'm giving it to you. Um, don't shake your head because this is going to feel good in a it's second. It's going to feel really good. It's, it's, You're going to like this. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. I get it. Businessman Russ kind of annoyed me last year when he was hawking whatever he was hawking over Labor Day at the U.S. Open with sunglasses on at night. I mean, it felt like he was just sun- selling sunglasses. Uh, podium Russ annoys me. Social media Russ annoys me. Charity Russ was rough. Like, that was a tough one. Like, that was, you know, you got to be better. You, you really do. You've got to know what's going on. You just got to be better with what's going on. Um, religious Russ. It's not, you know, um, I just got to I gotta set that aside, too, because, you know, who's who's to... Um, say what you can have faith in and what you can. You should have the right to do whatever you want if you want to post that. I mean, what, what am I supposed to do? Of course. So religious for us, I'm, I'm fine with. Fine. Okay. I, I, what I'm, I'm saying is that but I'm taking, it all but, contributes to what he says up there on the podium and I, what he's unwilling to say. I got it, but you know what, Russ, that we're not talking about right here? Football Russ? Football Russ. Football Russ. Well, that's the only Russ that really matters. It's the only Russ that matters. And that is like finally... Listen, I'm guilty of it because I got caught up in everything, but it is sledgehammering me that that's the only Russ I need to care about. And I can just take all these other Russes and just throw them away. But they can go in Barbie's dream house and just uh, have a party there. I don't care. What do I care? What do I care about social media and charity and businessman and podium? What do I care about any of those Russes? All I need to care about is football Russ. So who, what is football, Russ? And this does go to what Mark Schlereth was saying. The reason why people, you know, have bad feelings or say bad things about Russ is about all these ones. But for the first time in his career, football, Russ, sort of got lumped in with all these other ones, too. He did that to himself, man. He did that to himself. You know, because... Probably a big helping hand from... Because he came in. Because he came in here. And it's... Look... We've been pounding the table. We need paid Manning. We need a paid Manning type of quarterback. We need a unicorn. We need a franchise quarterback. We need to trade up to draft the next quarterback. We need to move mountains to get this guy. And we finally did. We moved those mountains. We traded the draft picks. We traded the players. We got the guy. We rolled out the red carpet. So it's hard to blame him for the monster we created. We fed that monster. We gave him everything he wanted. But he took full advantage of that. And it wasn't about just the football when he got here. DMAC. It wasn't about just to come and play a good year of football and then open our store. It wasn't about coming here to open, have a good year of football and then do all the stuff. I forgot about airport kiosk, Russ. It was Sorry. that led. That was before the football. So the first impression and the first and second and third and fourth impressions we had of Russell were all those other Russells you gave. And so by the time football Russell was on display, mm-hmm. we already had an impression of what we were going to get based on all those other Russells, and we didn't get what we thought football-wise, and I think that's where the backlash came. Last year, he had a 60.5 completion percentage, his lowest in his career. He had 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, the lowest totals of his career, t- touchdown-wise. 
He went 4-11. and 11. He was sacked 55 times. The football part wasn't good enough. He's 10-20 and 20 in his last 30 games. And so if you want all that other stuff to make sense or feel okay, the football stuff has to be better. He knows that. He knows that. We all know that. So that's what they're working towards, and I think Sean Payton's going to help him do that. Okay, but I'm here to say, and I'll say it with James coming in, KJ, at least me, I'm ready just to talk and focus on football Russ. Not that he needs it from me. But I'm, I've sort of, I, you know, and I, I definitely thank Mark Schlereth for sort of opening this door too. Like I get the other reasons to not like Russ, and I am choosing to not pay attention to those reasons to not like Russ because it doesn't really matter. All I'm going to focus on is football Russ. That's it. And you know what? It's good that football Russ has cleaned up. Jay keeps ain't around. The office stuff isn't around. We're not hearing about, you know, the State of the Union meetings. Not yet, at least, unless it rears its ugly head on Tuesday when Kirk Cousins just playing with his kid, you know, like at a, a seesaw because he doesn't do football on Tuesdays. We know that. I'm just going to focus on football Russ. And you know what? So far from football Russ, in the one game or the practice that we're seeing, it's not spectacular, but it's pretty solid. And I think you can win with football Russ. I think you can win with football, Russ. Can you beat the Chargers? Can you beat the Chiefs? Well, let's get into it with our guy, Jimmy. And uh, Andrew Mason will join us as well. How does that sound fair to you, KJ, about Russ, man? Like, I can just focus on football, Russ. I know what you're going to say. You should have just been doing this all the, all the time. Well, I was going to say, since you know what I'm thinking all the time. Well, um, you know, we got that kind of relationship. <laughs> now, I was going to say, the truth of the matter is I can't blame you because... Because it got all weird. It got weird. And Russell Wilson, he does make it hard on himself, if we're mm-hmm. being honest. So it 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 becomes easy to kind of cloud your judgment because he wants all of those other versions of Russ to be at the forefront at the same just time. as much as football, Russ. Do you think that's the same this year? Absolutely not. I, I agree. I, I, will te- I will tell everybody right now, and this is including Broncos country, if he has a bad year, I don't want to hear anything about, well, you know, Sierra's having a kid. He has to, you know, focus on the home front. I, I do not want to hear that this year. This is his third child that he is bringing into the world. So he should be used to it. He's taking care of. So like, no, come no, on now. No, no reason for a distraction in November? I'm dead serious, man. Don't play these games with me this year, Broncos country. <laughs> How many kids do you and your wife have? Zero. Okay. We'll talk to uh, James Marillac coming up in a second right here on The Drive. It's Training Camp 2023. Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. Presents The Drive. The uh, situation in Maui is so terrible. And I'm proud that Bonneville, our company, has launched a fundraiser to help the folks of Maui. You can head to denversports.com. At the top of the page, you'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at denversports.com. We got Jimmy there, KJ. What's up, James? What's up, fellas? James, you ready for this? I'm ready. I think, Nate, because we've spent a lot of time about Russ. I put Russ in a bunch of different buckets. I got airport kiosk Russ, social media Russ, charity Russ, uh, religious Russ, podium Russ, businessman Russ. Any other Russes you want to throw 
Throw throw into family Russ. Family man, yeah. Well, I like family Russ. And teammate Russ. Teammate Russ is good. Cool. Football player Russ. We got football Russ. Yep. Okay. Um, what else does Russ do? Um, world traveler Russ. A world traveler, us. He did go. Him and Sierra did go somewhere interesting this this offseason, too. I'm forgetting where it was. Coach Russ, we can go ahead and give that an F when he oh. when he leads his own uh, meetings on Mondays. Okay, that didn't work very well. It's and Tuesday. I'm pro Russ. Tuesday. Keep in mind. Yeah, that's uh, don't uh, don't be sacrilegious. That's on Tuesday. But you know what? You're left with. I can take all those other Russes. I'm good. Just putting them to the side, James. I am. I really am. I, I, you know what? I, I got to tell you what my inspiration for this, and I'm not. I'm going to be careful with this, Nate, because this is where I could get in trouble. So I'm not. I'm just saying. When I saw the movie Barbie, all of a sudden I saw like there's all sorts of different Barbies out there, right? It's not all the same Barbie. Sure. That's that's the premise of the entire movie, including weird Barbie, who turned out to be pretty important in the entire story. So th- there's not just one. There's all sorts of different. You know, but there's only one Ken and his pal Alan. I did see the movie. But <laughs> Ken was like just the same, you know, Ken wasn't very interesting. You know, although Ryan Gosling did not take any workout days off, let me tell you. I mean, that dude without a shirt, I mean, he did all right. He's That's worth the price. He's a long way from being the liability at corner and remember the Titans. Dude, wow, I don't even remember that. Yeah, exactly, was, exactly. He's the guy they had to put in there, and he was just, you know, fixing to get run over or burned, and now he's, you know, now he's Ken. Well, it's okay being Ken. We found that out in the movie, by the way. So with all these kind of, you know, Russes, just like when I saw the movie, it's like, ah, there's all sorts of, I can throw that all away and just focus on the Russ that matters. And, hey, I'll throw family Russ and teammate Russ in with football Russ. That, that sort of all seems to matter, like you're a good person. Good person, Russ. So, James, you know what I'm here to tell you right now? What's that? I think you're right. Oh, hey, go ahead and save that drop. I think you are right about Russ. As long as all these other Russes, you know, stay on the beach at the uh, luau or whatever's going on. I mean, you know, they just got to stay away, right? They yep. can't get in the way. And you brought up Coach Russ. So take all these other Russes that I'm circling, and let's just make sure they hang out at the, you know, the the beach blanket bingo party, and they don't get on the football field. Yeah. And I I wonder if last year what was happening, guys, is too many of these other Russes were getting in the way of football, Russ. I think that's entirely what happened. And he became a guy that was overextended, took on too much, got over his skis, whatever, uh, you know, kind of analogy you want to use here. And he, it it didn't serve him well. And, you know, listen, would you prefer nobody makes that mistake? Of course you would. But the only thing that makes it worse is if they compound it by refusing to admit that it's happening. And Russ has admitted it, 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 it was it was a problem. Heck, he did last year when he was willing to give up his, his office and go back to just being normal player Russ and not being coach Russ and all the rest of those things. This offseason, he clearly has changed his ways. He came in in great shape and looks like he's back to being from a football Russ. Workout Russ. Right. The, right. The football Russ that was successful <laughs> – so I think there are so many signs to suggest, hey, they're finally going to get the guy that we all thought they were getting when they made the trade, that people should be unbelievably optimistic. You just got to go back and remember what he was in Seattle. 
He was a guy that wasn't great for four quarters from start to finish. He'd get better as the game went on, and then he'd be a, a magician in the fourth quarter, and they'd pull off a miracle win uh, up there in Seattle in that stadium, and the place would go crazy. And you know who that sounds a lot like? The first 12 years I watched John Elway in this town. Mm. Not very good for three quarters. You can't mm. have that 47 fourth quarter comebacks if you're great in the first three quarters. But, man, that guy was the best uh, at late in the game. I think that's a lot of what Russ was in Seattle. So buckle up because that's a lot of what you're going to see here. <laughs> buckle up. Okay. James, so what? why did we not see that, Russ, at all last year yeah, in a, those fourth quarters? Because that's, that's why a, we brought him here. Well, to win. To hold on. Extent. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me ask you in a, in a more detailed way. Because how many, how many one-score games did they lose last year? Nine. Right. Nine one-score games. Russell. Ten if you count the nine-point loss to the Raiders, which I do count because they were down two with seven and a half minutes to play. All right. So that's a lot, right? And you brought Russell in to be that fourth quarter uh, winner. He was the first quarterback ever to 100, or the fastest quarterback ever to 100 wins. That's why you brought him here. You would think that in those moments, your talent, your ability to win those games supersedes whatever, you know, Nathaniel Hackett was or wasn't doing, that he could take the bull by the horns and win those games. Why wasn't Russell able to do that? Well, you did see it at times, right? You, the, he had a. He, he did James. He led a fourth quarter comeback to beat the Niners. He led a fourth quarter comeback to beat the Jaguars. He led them all the way down the six-yard line against the Colts and then didn't hit K.J. Hamler. He led them all the way down the field to cut it to two with seven and a half minutes to play against the Raiders, and they never got the ball back. I mean, the list goes on and on of when we saw glimpses of it. But was it enough? No, it absolutely wasn't. And so when I mentioned, hey, we did see glimpses of it, and that's four of them off the top of my head, um, we could probably come up with three or four more. People say, well, you got to see more than glimpses. I get it. That, I'll, I'll admit that. But we also can't say, well, we never saw it from Russ because we did. And that was playing in a system that was a mess. And for a coach that, look, say what you will about Sean Payton, I think he knows what he's talking about. And I think he was speaking the truth when he said Nathaniel Hackett did the worst job coaching job in NFL history. So I think the fact that we even saw glimpses last year is a minor miracle. Plus, Nate, he was playing way too heavy. And what made him a magician late in those games was his ability to escape and make plays with his feet. Same thing John Elway did in his first 10, 12 years as an NFL quarterback. And that appears to be back. We, we see it at camp every day. We saw it in the first preseason game. That's why I think it's going to be that, that fine line between you know being close and getting glimpses to, hey, he does it consistently. I think that's going to be the difference. I'll tell you, though, because I'm seeing the text line, married to a celebrity, Russ. If that creeps in, it's a problem. Why? Why? Uh, because it's a distraction. It's, no, it's not. It's uh, a distraction. I believe that he's it is. married to a celebrity. If he if he keeps oh pumping it out like you know, look at this, look at that. It is sure. Yeah, wow. it was last year. GM Russ. That's because he was gallivanting all over the world in the offseason with his celebrity. Sure. Wife. It's not the fact that Sierra is a celebrity. My guess is. Given where they're at in their life at the moment as a couple and what's you know what's expecting, Should there's probably not a lot of gallivanting. I on. I agree. It's low key. I'm you know? just not going to criticize a guy for who he's married to. Okay, that's, uh, silly that's not what I was doing either. But that's that's funny. no, you're not. But the text line is. We're both on the same uh, high knee, Russ. That Russ high knee, Russ does need to go away. I agreed. So does <laughs> sunglasses with headphones before practice, Russ. <laughs> so how do you stop? How do you police that? That's, I mean, that, that's do you walk up to him? Self awareness. Do, do you walk up to him though when he's about to walk out on the field in warmups, wearing you know sponsored gear, and say, "Hey, man, take that stuff." It's off. like the ad yeah. from Progressive, like when you turn into your parents, hmm. you know, or, you know. Uh, well, and I think partially, like 
in order to pull that off, you have to kind of have your people in the locker room and on the field and stuff with you, just eliminating that nonsense. Like, who's Russ going to give all that to when he starts practice? If all the coaches and trainers and the, you know, Harry, the hiker guy, and everybody's like, no, we're, we're not doing that, well, then he doesn't have any choice but to, to skip that. Harry, the hiker guy. Isn't that his name? Well, it's, yeah, his name's Mike, uh, oh. but, you know. He's, I thought you wrote goes, a story about Harry the Hiker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes by, uh, I think it's, it's, gosh, am I getting his name wrong? Is it Harry? Who? I thought it was Mike Harry. Harry. It's Mike Harrington. Oh, his yeah, Harry. And yeah. they call him Harry. Yeah. They do call him Harry, yeah. but his real name's Mike, I believe. Yeah. So to some extent, we were both right. Yeah. I like when it goes that You way. remember me writing that article about him? That was like eight years ago. Hey, man, when you proofread every word of a magazine for 15 years, Damn. With you. Right, I love that article, man. It that was, was great. That what was, was the gist of it? He's been because because uh, Harry's had, a great dude. Oh, he's unbelievable. He's had every famous quarterback's hands under his butt for the past twenty years. <laughs> mm. It's a unique job. Like he specifically, well, he's an equipment guy. They don't take snaps from him like that. They they have. It was like they LA, have over the years. LA plumber. <laughs> it's plumber, crazy. Manning. No, like, it was Hebo. Uh, yeah. just he's worked. He's literally. I know, but he's handing them the ball. He's not. They're not taking snaps from under his butt. It's been a variety of things over the years. I got into it in the article. It's some guys like this, some guys like that. <laughs> but very specifically. He knows a, how they like their balls. They, he does. And it's just a very unique dude who has. He's such a great guy, too, that he's worked with every single quarterback with the Broncos for like, dude, crazy, like 20 years. No, I know. Like, who has a closer relationship than 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 Mike Harry Harry the hiker the Harry the hiker that's crazy like I don't know if that's standard in other NFL teams that like one guy has that job for twenty years well and with multiple coaches multiple it's, quarterbacks it's like, insane well oh, different yeah, quarterbacks like the ball broken in a different you know different lengths and you know different buff and different like like they put can put different oils on it to make it more you know different firmness and all that so let me tell you how he ranks amongst famous quarterbacks in the four years that he was here i only asked peyton manning for a one-on-one interview one time in that entire time and it was about harry and he granted it quick he was fine to do it like he was more than happy to sort of do it so that's where he sort of ranks and he's just a dude that's seen it all. Anyways, whatever. That's funny you remember that article. Yeah, it's it stuck with me. Well, I'm, I'm you know, glad you did. That I love guy's that not out there taking Russell Wilson's sunglasses and <laughs> headphones or someone like him, right? Then you're just not going to be able to pull that off because there's nobody there to give it to. And what are you going to do? Just set it at the 20-yard line and go practice? But James essentially, Nate, I think, James, you've been pointing out football Russ for the most part. Yes. And can we all just sort of ride with football Russ? I think I can do that. It's taken a long time to come to this, but I think he's having a good enough practices, and I think he had a good enough game for me to feel like, oh, okay, I can get behind this. Yeah. You know, I've I, I, because I feel like, you know what, it's, man? It's, I just got to keep it real. I think there were times I was rooting against Russ last year. I think I found myself just rooting against him. And I get that, DMAC. And last year before training camp started, like mid-July, I was saying, geez, man, camp needs to get here because I have rust fatigue. Like, I think we all did. Last year was a lot. And it wasn't just his fault. Like, I, I, we can blame him for the social media posts and, hey, he's at Wimbledon and he's at Monaco and, hey, I'm with the soccer team in, you know, Liverpool and getting in my workout and all the rest of that nonsense. But it also was the media. It was at every single... Uh, 
press conference after an OTA or minicamp, and it was, what's it like to eat you know, lunch next to Russ? And what's it like to be in the huddle with Russ? And, like, it was Russ, 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 Russ. It's the head coach saying it's all about Russ. And Russell Wilson, y'all, and all the rest of it. It's just like, man, I'm just tired <laughs> of hearing about it. Just go play. And then when he went and played, it was it was lousy. It, it just was kind of the, the perfect storm. So it, we haven't had any of that. It, it, well, it shouldn't say any. We've had a lot less from Russ, a lot less. And there is significantly less of Russ, Russ, Russ from the head coach and from the media. And I think it's changed everything. People just need to pull out the, the pen from Men in Black, forget about last season, and start fresh. Act like that trade happened in March. You just can't do, do that, that James. You'll be fine. You can't pull out the pen from Men in Black. You can. But then you're not paying attention to what you've seen and what's. And, and last year was the aberration. It's the Russian. What about the name. previous year? He was six and eight. He's ten and twenty in his last. Go back games. and look at the previous year. He, he had ten touchdowns, and one interception before he hurt his finger. Missed three games. Came back mm. earlier oh, than he, he should have. Did he hurt his finger? Did he come back too soon, James? Okay, so if you're t- if 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 they're five and one, and he's got ten touchdowns and one interception. So now we're going to bag on a guy who ruptured a tendon in his finger. Which means you can't make it. You can't move the tip of your finger. He's trying to play quarterback with that. Came back three weeks too early. So is that a selfish move? So so why did he come back? Why did he? The whole thing about he came back so fast and what a great dude and we should give him a pass because he lost those games after he came back so fast. Why would you come back when your finger's not ready? First of all, because you're trying to help your team. But if you're not going to play well enough, on him for if you're look, I'm I'm. He was 6-8 and eight that year. If you want to give caveats and context to why he lost more games than he won and why he's 10-20 and 20 in his last 30 games, he's a winner. He came here because he's supposed to win football games. In the last 30 games, he's lost twice as many games as he's won. So Okay. You, well, I was there at the end of the year and watched him live against the Niners, and he won a shootout where he was moving his team up and down the field. What, and he had the, Gerald Everett, his tight end, Fumble once at the one yard line and have a ball bounce off his hands in the end zone for a pick, and they still scored thirty some points. Let me let me he try to help him up and down the field against the Niners, who had one of the best defenses in the league. All right, let me let me see if I can't figure this out a little bit. Are you saying that the the sins of the past are about to impact the future? What do you mean by that? Well, you keep pointing out his record. You keep pointing out where it's going. His it's, most recent it seems like you're right. you're drawing a graph. That's just going down, down, down. There's a high watermark, and it's the first five weeks of the 2020 season. That's when I think Russell peaked, okay? So you don't think football Russ. You think football Russ is impacted if we're we're drawing a curve on this. And here we are, and it's going to either go flat, it can't go up. Look, father time, we've heard the stat. He's undefeated. Russell's style of play has always been to use his legs to make moves, you know, with his body to make the miraculous throw, to do all these things that his body, has, as it ages, is not going to be able to do. Three times last year, he took off and did some normal football plays and got injured. Go for the go for the goal line. Nobody touched him. Tears his lat. Right. Tries to pick up a first down on the other side. Tears his hamstring. Right. Dives for a first uh, down. Overweight. Gets a concussion. Yeah, yeah, that might have had something to do with it, James. Yeah, but yeah. but but there's a style of play that I'm concerned about. Can this guy who's trying to play deep into his 30s, maybe his early 40s? play the same style of football that got him success 10 years prior. I have my doubts, and I think the last two seasons are indication that those might be valid. But I don't think he has to play that same style that he played 10 years ago to be successful Agreed, now. but can he learn a new trick? I think he, it's been happening. Has it? That, I think so. It, I actually it, think it has been happening. And to some extent, and Nate, I'm not going to disagree with you that he's 10 and 20 in his last 30 games, but we can all find stats that 
make our argument for us, right? So in 2021, he played 14 games. In nine of those games, he had a quarterback rating well over 100. Well over 100 in nine of those games. And two of the five that weren't, well, one was when he got injured, didn't finish the game, and then the two right after he came back. So essentially it was nine out of 11, well over 100 in the year before he came to Denver. What goes into quarterback rating, James? What is it's, the formula? What it's are the completion percentage, it's touchdowns, interceptions are negative, it's all those kind of things. And again, he was 10 touchdowns, one interception, four out of five games, he had a quarterback rating over 100 to start the year. I mean, he was, he was playing really good football, and at the end of the year, the last three games of the year, he threw nine touchdowns and one pick and a quarterback rating over 100 in each of those. So the first five and the last three, that's eight, it was 19-2 and two in terms of touchdown-to-interception ratio when he was healthy. And that was the year before he came here. So the San Francisco game that I was talking about when, when I was there, he was picking them apart. He threw four touchdowns and no picks against Detroit. I mean, he, it's not as though he had a bad year that year just because his team went six and eight. I, he was really effective when he was healthy. I think the big question is, has he done enough to separate himself from all the garbage that was getting in the way of football, Russ? And is he in a dip or a decline? And that, you know, we're fixing to find out. We I don't are. know that he's in either. Well, he's <laughs> he's in one or the other there, James. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I, so you're telling me there's no chance Russell Wilson has the best season of his career this year? No, I didn't say that at all. Is well, it, then it is wouldn't it... be a dip or a decline. <laughs> No, it's still James after it last would be an year. Ascension. And listen, you got to give Nate some credit. He's pointing out some stats that do indicate it's did. one of the other. It's a dip or a decline. Either he's either that chart is going all the way down and ain't coming back up, or it's a dip and it's about to rise because you can't get much worse than last year. So well, last year, I'm telling you, we're going to look back at his career whenever that is, three years from now, four years from now, ten years from now, according to him, uh, twelve months ago. Yeah, and we're going to look at it and say. What in the world happened in 2022? Why is it so different All than right. every other season this guy Because we, we, we heard Joe Flacco was in his prime when he was stepping up to that podium on day one. Well, and then we're all going to go, oh, yeah, it was the Nathaniel Hackett year. And we'll laugh and tell stories and have our greatest hits from Coach Hackett. And we'll be like, that. remember that? Just telling you. That's Those what's going to happen, guys.